on this episode of Tech Talks Business, we'll be speaking with Caroline Taylor, president of TaylorMade Diagnostics. Caroline, thank you so much for joining me and the listeners of Tech Talks Business for this next episode. I appreciate you taking the time to sit and talk to me today. Well, I am so excited to talk to you today. Awesome. Uh, so. You and I talked a little bit about this before the podcast starts, but but for the for my listeners, um, you have been recognized for as an entrepreneur of the year. Um, you've been recognized for your business, um, but for me personally, what really was the catalyst for this discussion was um, in doing a little bit of background and research about you, just as a member partner of the chamber. I came across something that you call humble beginnings, and I love this story and and if you don't mind I'd, I'd love for you to tell it in your own words to the listeners of, uh, of our podcast if that's okay well I would certainly be glad to awesome. and as an innate entrepreneur from the age of six <laughs> I have always tried to solve problems that's great and so as I had evolved professionally um, I got my registered nursing degree Okay. and I worked for a hospital um, for several years, but I knew that there were other options for me in the healthcare field and I wanted to find out what I could do to solve a problem gotcha. and create an opportunity for business. Yeah. So in 1995, um, I started TaylorMade Diagnostics. Actually, I bought a 1979 Winnebago Again, this is 1995, it's old already. Wow. Um, but that's how I started. Yeah. Um, I outfitted it with everything that I needed, a hearing booth, it had a bathroom, it had x-ray, an exam room, um, and all the diagnostic testing that occupational health customers need. So I would drive this 30-foot Winnebago on site to a Ford Motor Company or wow. a Kalana shipyard and the um, employees of the companies would come in and then get the services provided instead of going to a clinic. Wow. So that's how we evolved. The companies that use the mobile services said, wow, this is so great. You can do all of this on site, keep my workforce productive and at work. Yeah. Um, but Caroline, could you maybe open an office? And I said, oh my God. I just bought this old Winnebago. I have no money. I'm not making any money yet. Yeah. And um, will you promise to come if I sign my name on the dotted line? Wow. And I had conversations with all my current customers and they promised and they came. Wow. That's cool. So in 1995, the mobile unit was, was kind of like the linchpin. And then in 1998, I opened my first clinic. Which gotcha. makes sense because when you're providing a mobile service, it's a scheduled yeah. thing, it's a planned thing, but a lot of our companies need services outside of their annual physicals, their annual uh, okay. flu shots, their random drug testing. So when they're hiring somebody, they need to be able to send that patient in. Uh, um, so they needed that, that yeah. service. So in 1998, we opened our first office in Greenbrier. And then um, I had a company come to me in, about 1999 and she was a firecracker well her name is uh billy prock okay and billy um prock is the mother of mark prock who owns tidewater staffing 
Gotcha. Okay. And Billy, very seasoned at the time, um, actually was in charge of a lot of the occupational health and the workers' comp for Tidewater Staffing. Yeah. And I really, really <clears throat> wanted to work with her. She came into my Greenbrier office and she said, you know, I really like you. You're a great person, but you're too far away. A lot of my um, employees wouldn't come all the way to Greenbrier. Oh, yeah. She said, so if you have another option, you know, we'll talk again. So we had, a, we had a seminar with a lot of the industrial companies in the South Norfolk area. I wanted to talk and reach out to them about occupational health. And they all said, if you have an option to move into this area, we'd like to consider it. Okay. So I found a unrented bank building and in 30 days flipped it. Wow. In 30 days and turned it into our South Norfolk occupational facility. Okay. And my Tidewater staffings came on board, my BAE systems came on board, my Kalana shipyards, my um, MHIs and Technicos all came. Wow. So we worked out of this little bank building for seven years. Seven <laughs> years. I mean, it was it was tight. Wow. But when you're a small business, you need to make sure that you're bootstrapping and you have enough money to yeah. continue. Cause yep. At that point, we had no bank loans. It was all... Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. Our, we had no debt at that time. So in 2009, where you're sitting right now, the Gateway Building in South Norfolk, okay. we moved in here and bought um, our space here. Nice. And so um, we started with about 6,000 square feet okay. in this space, and now we're at 11,500, and we own all the space here. Oh, wow. And the, all of the beautiful. second floor. It's a beautiful space. Yes, but that um, you know allowed us to expand, to grow, yeah. to um, also have a um, a relationship with Ivy Rehab that does oh, our okay. physical therapy here, and they're in our building. We have Dr. Um, George Pegram, who's our optometrist downstairs. If we have an eye injury that we can't manage or it needs a higher level of care, yeah. then we have him. So that's wonderful. Um, to be able to have the specialties right here um, yeah. on our property. Yeah. Um, so, so grateful to be able to grow that way. Um, in mm. 2019, I bought a Everest College in Newport News. Okay. And it was an abandoned old college. <laughs> it was, it was uh, I would have to say it was a challenge. Yeah. Um, because it was a very old building. But we rehabbed the entire building and we opened it um, April of 2019. Okay. And um, it's beautiful. We actually, it's a gorgeous building, but we also um, lease space to Faison School for yeah. Autistic Children. Oh, wow. They lease space in the building as well. It's 16,000 square feet. Um, and we're delighted to have Faison That's there awesome. too, because it's really doing something great for the community, yeah. and it's a huge property. So yeah. we're we're thrilled. But our goal is to really um, to be able to provide the services that our customers need where they need it. Yeah. Um, speaking of the mobile unit, just to digress a second, we still have a mobile division, and we are on site at our customers every single day. We okay. do COVID screening. Um, we, I just got a call from a contractor, International Flooring, 
Um, and they need COVID screening for a federal contract. They have to have it to prove that their uh, employees yeah. are COVID free. So we are going on site to provide that service for them. We do hearing, we do drug testing, we do physicals. We go all the way to Fort Pickett, um, you know, so, wow. so we go to Richmond, North Carolina and this area and we stay very busy from a mobile standpoint, but yeah. from a, from a um, occupational standpoint, we, we work with about 3,700 customers in Hampton wow. Roads. Wow. We have a large, a large customer base. Yeah. And um, we just currently this year uh, purchased a company called Safety Management. Okay. And that evolved in November of last year, but they are a, a safety company that does the training. They do on-site safety audits. Um, one of their big, big hubs is doing consortium management for federal um, Department of Transportation. So that means okay. that those employees are required to have drug testing and yeah. they manage the entire program um, for employers that are federally mandated to have that, like Coast Guard, FAA, DOT, yeah. Pipeline and that. Wow. So yeah, so it's been a, it's been a ride. It's my 27th year in business and um, it's been a, a wild ride. It's been <laughs> exciting. Um, I've learned a lot. I failed a lot. Yeah. Um, but I've overcome more than I ever imagined That's I could. Great. When you talk early on, you talked about kind of having that that business acumen or that entrepreneur spirit very young. Like, w w did it come from somewhere? Was it just something you just kind of knew? Um, because a lot of times when I have interviews like this, I'll, I'll ask kind of the chicken and the egg thing. Were you an entrepreneur that just needed to find that niche or that product or service so that you could be <clears throat> kind of that, that business owner? Or did you have this focus that just basically meant if I want to be able to accomplish this, I have to be a business owner. I have to become an entrepreneur. For What was that for you? How did that dynamic work? Well, um, as a young child, my dad was a mechanic. Okay. So he was always working on vehicles, and if he didn't have just the right part, he'd make it work. Ah. So he was an inventor, too. <laughs> so I saw that growing up, and my dad could fix just about anything. I was always looking at ways to solve problems. Ah, okay. And I was always looking at how solving that problem could create an opportunity. Gotcha. Even as a young child, um, from the time that I was 12, I was earning my own money. Wow. At 12 years old, I paid my own I bought my own shampoo, I bought my own bicycle, <laughs> you know, yeah. my clothes and stuff like that. Um, not that my parents couldn't, but I had a lot of pride in doing things on my own. Yeah. Very independent. Um, but I think that had a lot to do with it. And I was always a, a people person. Yeah. So I really enjoyed people, but I was very persuasive to, to people. And I'll say that because when I was six years old, I made these little macrame potholders. Okay, yeah. And so I just thought they were the greatest. And I wasn't afraid to tell people about my, <laughs> you know, my macrame potholder. Yeah. It had to be the best it ever. It had to be the best, yes. exactly. And so I would go door to door. And I think at the time I sold them for a quarter. Wow. And I remember um, this one door that I went to, the man answered the door. And I told him what I had, and I said they were 25 cents, and he just looked at me, 
and he didn't want to say no, and I, I was steering him down like a gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that when people see that, they encourage children to go outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and that helps, you know, they always say buy, buy lemonade from a lemonade stand. Let, yeah. let kids know, even if, I do this all the time, I don't eat sweets, but when I see the Girl Scouts selling cookies, I always say, here's your donation. Yeah. You know, um, show them that you support them and their mission and their cause, because it's really insightful for them to see that. Yeah. And you never know how many people you can impact with just a kind word or some simple direction. Yeah. You know? Well, and to that point, you've been recognized many times over your career and, and throughout the time with, with your business. Um, what do you attest to that success, and and I, and what are you most proud of from 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 the recognition recognition you have received? Um, because you not only have you been recognized within the business community, but you've been recognized for the things that you've done to to give back as well. Yeah, I think for me, what I'm most proud of, um, well, there's two things: being entrepreneur of the year. Yeah. Because I do want the young women in my life and the young women that I try to continue to aspire um, to ignite, I want them to know that they have everything it takes to be what they want to be. Yeah. Um, and I also want them to know there are no obstacles. They're just the obstacles you put in, in your way. Yeah. They're created. Yeah. You know, they're out of fear or concern or I just can't do this or be good enough. There, there aren't any. You just have to just push through it. So that that is one thing. Again, being um, an entrepreneur and being able to solve yeah. is critical. And then the other thing I would have to say is being the Virginia Business Person of the Year for the state. Yeah. That was pretty amazing um, because I was going up against a lot of large industries. And that recognition just was a great spotlight for me. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have been blessed to have a business like this yeah. and that I think what really makes the business a success is the people that are in this business with me that surround me. Yeah. Um, I can't be and do everything I can do. <laughs> I have a, a, a group of skill sets that are unique, yeah. but accounting isn't one of them, so I have a great <laughs> accountant. Um, but I think that you have to realize that uh, you have to have a great team to support you or you, yeah. you won't be able to make it, yeah. you know, because it's, it, as it grows, you just can't be everywhere. Exactly. Well, and, and you talked a little bit about this or referenced it a little bit earlier and, and kind of to your point as far as kind of knowing your weaknesses. Were there any or was there one specific lesson you learned along the way that, that maybe stands out more than others that, that when you do talk to other entrepreneurs or when you do talk to people that maybe you're trying to do similar things that, that really stand out for you? I would say it would have to be in the hiring process. Ah, okay. Um, unfortunately for me, I really like a lot of people. <laughs> that doesn't make them great employees though. Yeah. Um, I think that when you know how someone is, believe that's how they are. Yeah. Don't think that you can fix it. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I wish that I would have learned that lesson a long time ago. Yeah. Because I think that I would have cut ties with people that weren't um, as advantageous to my company as they should have been. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of having that same vision and 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 drive and 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 exactly uh, desire I, to be. Yeah, I was I always yeah. thought that I could um, incentivize them and help them, and that my example would be enough for them to change. Yeah. Um, to be, uh, you know, have more integrity or you know do a better job. And sometimes it works. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. Gotcha. You know. Yep. So um, just. Just to make sure that our our listeners know, especially for those that may have an opportunity to work with you, what are all the services you provide? And, and we talk a lot about the mobile, which I think is so cool from a mobile standpoint, especially because of the healthcare-related aspect of it, because to me it reminds me of, of the days of when the doctor literally would come out to your home and 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 see you or service you opposed to kind of the other way around and as you said you have to adapt both ways you do um but but beyond the the mobile service what all can a business count on your team for sure so i do want the listeners to understand what occupational health is and that's actually the management of employees okay um from a um, workplace illness or injury. Gotcha. Um, we're actually ensuring that an employer that's hiring somebody um, can pass a drug test, yep. um, that can pass a physical, that there are no underlying conditions that would actually put them in danger. Okay. Um, for instance, if somebody comes through and they have um, a significant hernia, uh, they may not be able to get that job. Um, because it could potentially put risk on the employer. So we're kind of like the gatekeeper. We're ensuring that an employee doesn't hurt themselves in a, in a physical de and demanding position and that the employer doesn't have to be responsible for that. So we're doing that. We're doing pre-employment physicals. We're doing annual physicals. Um, we're doing all the federally mandated physicals that OSHA requires, like if you wear a respirator or if you work with lead okay. or arsenic or asbestos yeah. you're required federally to have these physicals done gotcha. you know on a, on a regular basis gotcha. um, anybody that is working in a factory and it's super loud they have to have hearing testing done oh, okay. so we have to make sure that they're not getting injured from loud noises and their hearing is becoming oh. impaired um, we also do all of the workers comp so if you do get hurt on the job for instance, you get a laceration or a strain or a sprain or um, any any you know urgent care type of visit. Yeah. We do that here. Okay. And what makes us unique is the fact that we're the only ones that provide only occupational medicine. Ah. Okay. Everybody else that does a little bit of occupational medicine does a lot of other things. They do family practice, pediatrics, and mm. the gamut. We only do occupational medicine, so. We only see employees yeah. that work for and the employer, okay. and they're under contract to um, have the services provided. So gotcha. we're really taking care and making sure, like, um, we have a contract with HRT. So we handle all of HRT's DOT drivers and their workers' comp gotcha. for both the Hampton and the Peninsula and the South Side. Okay. Um, we do an awful lot of um, DOT physicals for transportation industry. 
Um, and we also do all kinds of pre-employment physicals for the shipyards. Okay. Um, we do FAA physicals. Yeah. We work with the Department of Defense. Um, so you're dealing very heavily on the skills trade side. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the labor side, yes. And labor, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And on the flip side, we work with some daycare centers that need their PPD shots. Ah, and they okay. may need CPR and first aid, and we do that too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we, we really cover... Um, from A to Z, yeah. what occupational health is. That's great. Mm -hmm. So, so you've got all these bases covered. So, so what do you see for the future of TaylorMade then? What's the next step? The next step is continual growth. Okay. Um, since we've just now added our safety management division, we're going to oh, yeah. be working on the expansion of those services. Okay. Um, and and growing our safety audit side, yeah. growing our consortium management side doing extra training. You know, we're getting ready to do some seminars oh, okay. um, on drug testing in the workplace and the marijuana issues and the CBD um, oils yeah. Yeah. Um, and how that can actually create a positive drug test. Yep. So, um, you know, federal and state laws and, and all of that. So <clears throat> we're going to expand upon our focus, which is occupational gotcha. health, and we're going gotcha. to continue to grow and capture more industry. That's great. Well, and to that point, when you bring up um, like the CBD, um, how do you see that transition taking place? Because oh, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. We now know it's coming. Yes. So how do you see that transition taking place for the business community as a whole? Because I think there are a lot of people out there right now kind of scratching their heads going, how do, we, how do you plan for this? How do you deal with it? Exactly, exactly. Well... If you go to the TaylorMade website, TaylorMadeDiagnostics.com, you can see the seminar series on our events tab, and it's gonna talk exactly about that. Perfect. It's gonna talk about how um, federally mandated drug testing is pretty much gonna be consistent. We're not gonna expect a pilot yeah. to be um, positive for THC. So your gotcha. federally mandated programs are gonna be consistent. It's some of the company policies are looking at pulling the marijuana back or some other things, but gotcha. when you consider what's all said and done and an injury, um, you always have to look at the safety side. Yeah. And is this person in a safety sensitive position? If they are, they should continue to monitor for those types of drugs. Gotcha, perfect. Well, before we wrap up, you, I know you brought up the website, but I, I wanna make sure they know how to, how to connect with you if, if they are looking to work with your team. Um, and if there's anything else you wanted to make sure that you passed along to our listeners before we wrap up the episode. Absolutely. Well, just one of the, the basic components of what we do is our tag is protecting the health of your business. Great. So it's super, super important to use the right occupational provider yeah. because it's a specialty, just like being an obstetrician or a pediatrician. Um, this specialty requires our providers to know a lot of laws. Um, and so it's really important to align your company with a, a true occupational provider. And if anybody is interested in reaching out, they can call me at TaylorMade Diagnostics. Okay. Um, 494-1688 is our main line. Um, or they can reach out to me via email as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Caroline, thank you so much. Thank you for all you do for the business community. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and the listeners of Tech Talks Business. And congratulations on your, your continued success. Thank you. Wonderful. And thank you to listeners of Tech Talks. We'll catch you on the next episode.